one of these eight people will turn into a werewolf. Can you guess who it is when we stop the film for the werewolf break? See it. Solve it. But don't tell. The beast must die. Welcome to another edition of Retrospection. In this episode, we're celebrating Halloween by focusing our spooky spectacles at a film with a title that Paul hears all the time. The Beast Must Die from 1974. What? <laughs> My name's Colin. And if he's your werewolf, I admire his taste in flesh. <laughs> My name's Paul. And why don't you take your solid silver werewolf diviner and shove it? Because I've already got one up there. <laughs> IMDB describes this as eight people have been invited to an island estate. An island? Well, I mean, there's a there's a bridge with water oh. running under it. So, but I don't know how whether a bridge they... const- does. Is that how islands work? Is it an island if it's got a bridge? I don't know. Is that one of those? If you clap in a forest and you can't hear it, does it make a sound? Things. <laughs> but they've got cars. They drove there. So, so where are they going when they try to escape? Yeah, yeah <laughs> just exactly. Drive round and round the island in a circle <laughs> as he's chasing them. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a tropical island because it doesn't look very tropical. No, I think I saw Douglas Fern at one point. Ooh, was he in it? Yeah, yeah, he was on loan from the recent Carry On movie. Oh, he's, he's doing a bit of horror for a change, branching out. Yeah. Oh, his bike's worse than his bike. Yeah, he's a, he's a wooden actor though. Wasn't Douglas Fern the the guy? Isn't he the one that does all the um? Hey, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that guy. Is that not him? Oh, is he? I don't know. That's not very tree-like, is it? Trees don't do that. He's, he's... Thank God. Can you imagine him walking to a forest and all the trees are doing that? <laughs> yeah, it's annoying enough when he does it in Carry On movies, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So IMDb describes this as eight people have been invited to an island estate for the weekend. One of them is a werewolf. Can you guess which one? Yeah. And in my mind, I thought it'd be funny if, like, they had a long table and they're all sat around it in, the, you know, nice dresses and stuff, but they're all quiet and, like, looking really anxious. And as the camera pans from person to person, it stops on somebody in full werewolf makeup and he's just like, he pass the salt. And it's like, can you guess which one? Mind you, werewolf makeup would be a thing in this movie. We don't even get that, really. No, we don't. We get a wig. We get a wig, yes, and that, that's just on Michael yeah. Gambon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now there's, then there's two wigs in this film, because the other one is on the German Shepherd. Not all the time. Sometimes it, he's, he doesn't have it. Well, he's, he's not a very vain werewolf. Sometimes he just likes to go bald. You, you should appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you drink that gin, Colin. <sighs> the film stars Calvin Lockhart as Tom Newcliffe. Peter Cushing as Dr. Christopher Lundgren, Marlene Clark as Caroline Newcliffe, Charles Gray as Bennington, Anton Differing as Pavel, Kieran Madden as Davina, Tom Chadburn as Paul Foote, and Michael Gambon as Jan. Paul Foote's got to be one of the best names ever created for a movie. Yeah, there's a, there's a stand-up comedian called Paul Foote. Spelt differently, though. Oh, right, okay. I wonder whether he... Um... He took his, whether that's his actual name or whether he took his stage name from this movie. That's an odd film to choose a name from. Yeah, well, this is kind of a cult classic, Colin. Yeah. Okay, it could have been worse. He could have called himself Jan. That's true. Yeah. Director is Paul Annett. A writer is Michael Winder, based on a short story by James Blish, There Shall Be No Darkness. Yeah, we know James Blish very well, don't we? Well, not, not intimately, but we're aware of him. He wrote those... Um, original series Star Trek novelizations that, that there were volumes of them, weren't there? From the, I think from the 70s yeah. originally, aren't they? Or the late 60s? Yeah, that sounds right. And in my mind, they're called Star Trek Voyages, but I'm not sure if Possibly. they are. Possibly. I, I mean, mixing that they've up. been reprinted like tons of times. Yeah. Yeah. I've still got quite a few of them. 
You got any more facts about this film? Uh, Paul Annett was mostly a television director. Uh, he worked on Crown Court, Fraud Squad, and he'd later direct episodes of The Gentle Touch, one of your favourites, Colin. Yeah. Uh, the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, Grange Hill. Oh, I didn't, never liked Grange Hill. It was always one of those shows that was on when I was having my tea, but I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, well, you go to school all day, you hate it, you get bullied, and then you go home and watch a program about being at school all day and getting bullied. What's the point? I think that was a little bit confessional there, Colin, wasn't it? A little bit uh, opening your soul there to our, to our listeners? Uh, you want to go into playing that? Playing a character, Paul. Playing a character. <laughs> Are we? Nobody told me. I didn't get the memo. Memo. Retrospection. Um, and he directed... <laughs> and he directed... So um, it's in the post. It's in the post. <laughs> No, it's not. They're on strike here at the minute. I wouldn't get it. Well, this is, well, it's still in the post. You just don't going to get it. Exactly. Uh, and he directed lots of episodes of EastEnders as well. So he was very much... I think this was his probably, if not one of, but maybe his only movie that he made, that he directed. Mm. And the writer, uh, Michael Winder, he'd previously worked on The Saint, The Avengers, Callan, another one of your favourites, uh, one of our favourites, really. Yeah. And he would go on to write for Space 1999. All good stuff. So what went wrong? It's a good question. <laughs> that and many other questions won't get answered in this podcast. That's true. The movie was released under the alternative title Black Werewolf, which is a bit on the nose, but yeah, it's like those you know Black Season or you know those kind of black exploitation films. There's lots of them, isn't there? Blackula. I mean, I guess we we should be lucky they didn't spell it B L A X. That's true. That is very true, yes. Um, the lead actor, Calvin Lockhart, had a pretty versatile career. He appeared in films like Wild at Heart, Predator 2, Co mm, Coming to yeah. America, uh, and he was in TV shows such as Dynasty and Starsky and Hutch, and multiple black exploitation movies of the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, I've seen him in Cotton Comes to Harlem, uh, The High Commissioner, Dandy in Aspic. And Salt and Pepper, which is a that's a terrible film with Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Lawford, but set in England. Yes, I've seen that, yes. <laughs> yeah. And an episode of Softly Softly Task Force. Oh right, okay. He um he's got quite a an odd delivery in this movie. Is he like that in, in some of these other films? Sometimes he's very uh theatrical and seems over the top, but I'm not sure if that's what you're Meaning here. Well, he's, he's almost Shatner-esque at times in this. Mm, okay, pauses in the wrong place. Yeah. Hard delivery choices. Yeah, and, and raising and his cadence goes up and down in, in weird places when he's delivering his lines. Right. But maybe, I mean, we'll talk about it as we get there, but he, he, he plays a character that gets increasingly unhinged as the movie goes on, doesn't he? That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And you've got to say that the the... Supporting cast of actors is it's a stellar cast of, of character actors. Peter Cushing, Charles Gray, Anton Diffrin, Michael Gambon. I mean, that is an amazing cast. Yeah. One of the um things I read on IMDB, you know when IMDB they 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 write something and the way it's worded just makes you chuckle. Mm -hmm. They said that and this is how it was written. The werewolf was played by a German shepherd. Played. Uh, he is one of the best actors in the film. <laughs> that uh, that goes against everything that I just said about the stellar cast, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's an obvious joke, but maybe what it's not a dog playing a werewolf. Maybe it's an actual guy from, I don't know, Austria or Germany who used to be a shepherd who's playing a dog playing a werewolf. Maybe it is a German shepherd, literally. <laughs> In that case, he's very good. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. th that makes me look at this film in a whole new light, Colin. Yes, that's how we should view it from okay, now on. I'll try. I'll try. Robert Quarry, and you know Robert Quarry from um, the Dr. Fibes movie that we did not too long ago? Yes. I say not too yes. long ago. It could have been like two years ago. Time <laughs> time is irrelevant on the podcast, really. I... I uh... I'm not sure I can see him in this. I see him, I can see why, because he plays the rich, superior person quite mm -hmm. well, but I'm not sure he has the, like... Toughness. Grit. Toughness, yes. 
You're thinking more of a, a Richard Roundtree kind of guy. Yeah. But the producers changed to Lockhart just basically to cash in on the whole black exploitation craze that was going on at the time. Hey, if James Bond can do it, why not Amicus? Absolutely. Um, one of the more strange things that I, that I read was that Dame Shirley Bassey was supposed to be in this movie, but became, quote-unquote, unavailable and had to be replaced. She read the script. I think so, yeah. There's, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm guessing that she was supposed to play the Caroline um, part. Oh, right. Werewolves are forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this was the last Amicus horror that had the producer Milton Sabotsky involved with it. Now, he was the one that um, came up with the whole werewolf break. But I'm sure we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Lots of things to say about that. Yep. And it was filmed at Shepperton Studios, which isn't too far from me, Colin. Oh. Keep meaning nice. to go and have a look, but I think it's, it's all um, closed off at the moment. All you're going to see is a giant shed. No, it's, just it's a big, big house. Buildings. That house is in, it's iconic. It's in so many Hammer movies. Is that? But is that house visible from where they let you riffraff stand? Well, you used to be able to sort of go quite close to Climb it. Climb over a wall, yeah. sneak in. <laughs> What you say, Paul? Give me a peg up, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I can't do that. I'm not allowed anymore. I mean, I'm not no. me personally, not just no. me, oh, you know, but generally you're not allowed to, to do that. Physically. Yeah. Well, physically you couldn't do it either, could you? Who's going to lift you up and throw you over a wall? That's true. Uh, and that's it. That's all I've got. Oh, well, before we get into the film, we should mention that we've changed our format a bit. We're not doing scene by scene. This will be more of a discussion. And Paul said it's going to be funny. So, you know, something new we can try. There will be spoilers, though. And that's probably a bigger deal for this film than most that we do. Yeah. Uh, so basically what you're saying is um, new format, same old jokes. Of course, yeah. Same old mm -hmm. jokes by two old blokes. That, that should be our little blurb for the podcast. It should be, now. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we should point out when the film begins... <laughs> It begins with like text on the screen, read by a guy who he could do with a coffee or two or some drugs, right? <laughs> he's um, he's got a very distinctive voice, Colin. But he's also Doesn't slow. He? He's like, this film is a detective story <laughs> in which you are the detective. The question is not who is the murderer, but who is the werewolf. After all the clues have been shown, you will get your chance to answer. Watch for the werewolf. Break. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who the narrator's voice reminded me of. Do you remember in the 90s when Newman and Badil used to have their own uh, sketch show? Yes. Jarvis. Do you remember Jarvis? He was kind of like the, the kind of gauche, upper-class pervert. Right, yes, yeah. Yep. Oh, God. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that very well. Yes. What? <laughs> must be practice. It's, well, it's not the upper class. It must be the pervert. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he reminded me of that. Yeah, I can see there's elements of that, yeah. Um, what do you think of the music? I think that this is great 1970s, and I can only describe it as wacka wacka music. It does kind of feel a bit out of place in this film, but... It does, it does. It's, it reminded me, actually, of Police Squad. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it's almost I... it's almost like it's a parody, isn't it? Yeah, I kept waiting for it to go, The Beast Must Die, a Quinn Martin production. <laughs> Tonight's episode, Werewolf, They're a Wolf, guest starring Peter Cushing. <laughs> oh, that kind of thing. With him driving in his Land Rover and he's passing, you know, the Arc de Triomphe or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's good music, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's right up my stress, as they say. Mm -hmm. So it's this opening, um, we got the, a helicopter flying over and Tom's running along and there's people chasing him. It's very much like the most dangerous game. It feels like that. That's what I'm thinking when I was watching it. And that's what I thought we were going with. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, I've got to say, I do love a good 1970s Land Rover sequence, though. 
Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know you had a fetish for Land Rovers. Oh, 1970s Land Rovers. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'd love one. I'd love to have one. Why don't you get one? Because I don't live in the 1970s, so... You could get them off eBay or somewhere. <laughs> God, eBay. 1970s Land Rover. You reckon? On eBay. You reckon? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll yeah. have a look at that later. Yeah. All right. During, yeah. during the chase through the woods at the beginning, wouldn't it have made more sense for him to be wearing camouflage gear rather than... I mean, he's tight black outfit. It does look very snazzy, but doesn't really blend in with his surroundings, does he? No, but I mean... Obviously, at this point, we don't really know what's going on. We think he's being chased, but his guests are not going to have camouflage gear on. Although, really, is he supposed to be, at this point, being the werewolf? Well, I guess... He's testing the equipment as if the werewolf is running. I guess he is, yeah. I guess that's what they're going So, he, So he should have thrown on, like, a, 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 a rug or something, <laughs> right? A big fur coat. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have made more borrowed sense. It from the, borrowed it from the German Shepherd. <laughs> he's not using <laughs> he's it. It's the same he? one. <laughs> no, he's not in this scene. He's uh, he's not very good at avoiding detection either, is he? I mean, he stumbles over microphones and cameras left, right, and center in this in this bit, doesn't uh, he? There's, there's a lot of things that this trained hunter is not good at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, what's powering these cameras and these microphones? Well, it does have that. 1970s uh, gadgetry thing going on, doesn't it? Part of me wondered whether all this technology was built by Night Industries. I mean, it's got that kind of uh, how does it work vibe to it, hasn't it? And it doesn't talk to you, so. Well, that's true. That's true. Doesn't doesn't he make out later to that the Pavel guy that he meant to do all this stuff though, where he you know stumbles over the microphones. He, he he says a line where he kind of it kind of in, infers that oh I'm I meant to do all that. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Was he? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's been to the same school as you. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Nothing. <laughs> I should, you, shall we point out the fact that we recorded for twenty minutes and I didn't actually press record? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're going to hear disdain for the rest of the yep, episode yep. from me. No, no change there then. But. Best material too, those 20 minutes, gone forever. I know, I know. never mind. Eh? So he's running into woods, so that helicopter's a waste of time. Can't see him in the woods. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And we're out soldiers chasing him. Where's he going? And then, like, the microphones are so sensitive, they could pick up his heartbeat. Did they just look like microphones? I mean, they didn't look special, did they? They just looked like no, microphones no. that someone's just planted in the ground, like actual microphones that yeah. you would sing into. Right, and there's a control centre, and there's a guy sitting in the control centre, right? That's Pavel. Yeah, played by Anton Differing, um, who must have had the easiest gig in his career he's ever had in this movie. He just sits in a chair, calling out meaningless grid references for most of the film, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. well, he confused me at the beginning, because he went, we can hear his heart beats. Ooh. And I was like, oh, guy's got more than one heart, what's going on here? I'm Lord. I know. <laughs> I thought, he's the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Job done. Film finished. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be the werewolf at the end of the movie, I have to say. Well, I, I guessed who it was, but not through any clues. It was purely really a guess. guess. Both? Or... Absolutely. No, the, sec the second, well, um, no, I, I guessed who the main werewolf was, and I guessed what the ending would be. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. It's right. fairly predictable. But one of the, the the ending I worked out, but the actual werewolf was a guess. Because there's no clues in this film that tells you. No, no, not at all. No. The film does its very best to point in one direction, but it does it so much that you're like, well, that's not going to be it. Yeah, it, it tries to lead you to a particular conclusion. So you know it's not going to be that person. Yeah. 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 So we should point out that they're not really chasing tom mm -hmm. he's doing a test of all his like defenses he's set up because he owns this estate that's right yeah and he he's the one that's called everybody here to find out that one of them is a werewolf because he believes and so he's gonna have a meal and he's gonna do all these tests mm -hmm. and then he's gonna kill the werewolf essentially that's, so he's that's gonna murder plan. one of the guests yeah 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 which is how fine. did he get all the yeah but how did he get all these people to this place yeah he's never really explained what 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 the invitation said. Oh, 
I got an invitation to go to this island that's not an island because it's got a bridge for, for dinner. Who is it from? Guy, I don't know. Should we go? Yeah, all right, let's go. I, I mean... They got nothing on that weekend. But I know what you mean. There's, I mean, there's nothing linking any of these people together. They've got nothing in common. And only two of them have, Jan and Davina. Yeah, they, they know each other. Davina used to be his music pupil mm -hmm. and they had a, a fling and yeah. then they separated and then Jan got ill and mm -hmm. they got back together again right yeah yeah so they're two but the rest don't know each other mm. I mean it makes sense that that Peter Cushing's character's there because he's he's the werewolf hunter isn't he he's the he's yeah. the scientist guy yeah yeah, yeah. okay so yeah, I guess he was in on it from from the beginning well do you think that or do you think that um maybe Tom suspected him of being the werewolf and that was just a cover i mean basically if you're a werewolf hunter wherever you go there's going to be werewolves that is true and don't they stick a very werewolf type wig on peter cushion in this movie as well <laughs> so say what the dog has well, the budget does a strict to more than one does it? Yeah. Getting a, it's getting around isn't it so of all the people that he gets together I'm not sure about Foot's choice of attire. He looks like he's a he's dressed like he's a contemporary of Lord Byron or possibly Rick Wakeman. It's it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rick Wakeman, I go with yeah. And, and and hasn't he? They say that he's eaten human flesh. Well, yeah. There's a lot of them. They've all like been accused of murder or they've been around murder. And yes, he's he went to prison for eating flesh. Somehow he's out. <laughs> 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 that was a short sentence. Oh, it's all right. It was just the toes. It was the seventies, you know. Yeah, but but yeah. It's a, the fact that his name is Foot and he's eaten human flesh—that's perfect. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah. Would, yeah. Would, it'd be ironic if he wasn't a Foot man. He was more of an Arm man. We'd have to change his name. Yeah, but Can't you're giving it away, then, aren't you? You know, he goes for oh, Foot because flex. Ah, okay, got it. So when Newcliffe reveals to the group that he believes that one of them is a werewolf, they, they should have... Pavel's watching, isn't he, in his little room, drinking a glass yeah. of beer. They should have cut yeah. to him spitting his glass of beer all over the television monitor. <laughs> and, then, and then it cuts away back to, like, five minutes of explanation, then go back to Pavel, and he's still spitting the beer out. <laughs> in fact, he just keeps refilling his mouth and spitting it straight out. He, he, he plays it, though, that, I mean, he thinks this guy's off his rocker, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's being paid. He's being paid. So if you're going to pay me to to chase a werewolf, I'll chase a werewolf. Yeah. 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 I have to say, though, I do like how this has played with expectations because you don't expect Tom to own this estate or to own all this money, especially from the way the films began. So it's clearly playing with those kind of like defiant ones kind of thing yeah. on the run. Yeah, kind of yeah. Because when we mm. first see him, he is he's being chased. So yeah, and we don't know. What so I like I like that. I enjoyed mm. the change. Mm -hmm. When Yan tries to make his escape in the car, I think that what every car chase involving a suspected werewolf should use is a light jazz number for its soundtrack, don't you? Yeah, the music is is not supported by the visuals. <laughs> it's not at all. It's so <laughs> out of place. <laughs> but but it's just, it's just two cars driving along. But it is kind of it's kind of charming for for that though. I think. It, it, you, uh, know, it, you know, you kind of go with it, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I did think that when I was watching it. it. It's not a very dynamic chase, is it? The way it's shot and the way it's presented. No, that, I think that, yeah, that's what I mean by the music mm. is way more excited than what's yeah. visually happening. I would say it's televisual, but I mean, the whole film's kind of televisual, which makes sense because the guy was a, uh, the director was a television director. But... It, um, I've seen stuff from the seventies done for television. Leave it there. Just leave it there. <laughs> done for television better than this. Shot better than this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because the one thing that they did very well in the seventies lo was location shooting. The studio stuff looks like studio stuff a lot of the time, but location yeah. stuff looks really good in a lot of seventies stuff. Yeah. Going back to Pavel, Pavel tells Lockhart that one of the reasons that he left his own country was to get away from superstitious nonsense like werewolves. Really, Pavel? And what were the other reasons then, then? Do you want to tell me about those? Criminal. Criminal. 
Well, we're not far from like the, the war in the in. I mean, he's about the right age. Oh. <laughs> if you think about it, isn't he? Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Got some. Got some yeah. gold. You know. Tucked away somewhere. Is it safe? You know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's on that island, and that's why he's there. <laughs> the dogs buried it. <laughs> yeah. Dogs dug it up. During the dining room scene. I've got to say that Charles Gray looks like he was born in a dinner suit, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. Shall we uh, discuss Peter Cushing's accent? <clears throat> <laughs> well, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's oh, a choice. Oh, it, it's, it's worse than that. <laughs> do, you, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the chef from the Muppet. Wordy, 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 wordy. You know what I like to do that, eh? <laughs> Well, you are. You're doing an impression of a Muppet. You're not doing an impression of... I like, am. I yeah. am. I am. Yeah. And he he gives an explanation of how people turn into werewolves. Mm-hmm. That it's to do with uh, the lymphatic glands and creating the alkaline liquid and transmogrification into the animal. Mm-hmm. And then he, he says all that. And then he goes, oh, wh- what is the word? Uh, itchiness. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know, lymphatic, you know, alkaline, <laughs> but itchiness, somehow that has gone from your mind. <laughs> I, I think that what he's doing is he's, he's, he's going for quirkiness, isn't he, in, in the performance? Yeah. I'd be interested to know whether, how it was written as opposed to how, he, how it was played. Yeah, the, the, the other actors were like, oh, you're going for that, are you? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's bold. It's interesting, though, how it this movie kind of removes all the supernatural elements of werewolves, doesn't it? And it tries to, you know, Lundgren's explanations, they're all very scientific. Yes. I mean, it's pseudoscience, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, it's scientific. Yeah. There's, no, there's no mysticism involved in it like you get sometimes in, in werewolf movies. No. Why do you think that is? I wonder whether it, it comes down to, I mean, James Blish was the, the, the guy that wrote the original story. He was more of a science fiction writer, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. Than than a horror writer. So maybe in maybe it's got something to do with the, maybe that element is in the original story. I mean, I don't know. I've never read it. So maybe they're just continuing that line through into the into the screenplay, really. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's a a lot of science in the film, in the way because there's gadgets and technology everywhere. Yeah, and all, all the hardware, um, as, apart from the the strange. Um, microphones and cameras that that seem to just be able to do things yeah, that self-powered they, they can. but all the weapons and and uh, all the guns and all, all all the equipment that he uses when he's chasing down the werewolf um they're all real there's, there's whole there's whole lists of um i found whole lists on online in this film to do with this film literally telling me which every single aspect of the guns that he used Okay. In the movie. What kind of websites are you on? <laughs> Ones that like guns, Colin. Right. No, I think it was on IMDb. I think, it, you know, people have listed all the yeah. weapons that he uses and about how they are real weapons. All right. It made me laugh that um, Peter Cushing says that eventually the werewolf will die the most painful and pitiful deaths imaginable. Well, locked in a cinema playing nonstop phase four Marvel films. You had to get it in, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You had to get it in. Can't let it go, can you? No. Nope. Just phase four. Yeah, That's I was an being, improvement. Yeah, I was being nice. Being generous. Okay. Uh, that meat, that meat that they serve them. I mean, I, I, I you know, I like a, a rare steak now and again. Yeah. You know. Um, but that looked a tad underdone, even for me. It's the seventies. I suppose that's true. Maybe yeah. he was waiting for someone just to go, ooh, and he'd be like, aha, you are the werewolf. I think that's that. That's the implication of why. Yeah, he's done it is. That, yeah. It? Who cooked this food? Did he cook it? Yeah, well, he, he mentions he has staff. And he's let them go yeah. for the weekend yeah. early. Hasn't? That's right, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jan at the dinner table says that he knows a way of solving this matter once and for all. And I was hoping he was just going to reveal a squeaky tennis ball and throw it at the wall. And one of the people would just be like, oh, Rupert chasing it. Be like, damn it, I couldn't resist. I'm the werewolf. 
He looks over and one of them's just scratching himself <laughs> under his arm. <laughs> Humping the piano leg. <laughs> Humping his leg. Oh, he'd probably like that. Probably, yeah. There, there's an awful lot of um, smoking going on in this film as well. Did you notice that? I mean, I know it's the 70s, but come on. I mean, every scene, someone's smoking. Yeah, offends you, did it? It didn't offend me. It, just, it was just noticeable, noticeable because there was so much of <laughs> yeah, it. It was. Yeah, so <clears throat> Tom... Tom comes up with this idea of passing the candlestick around because it's made from pure mm-hmm. silver and apparently you can't hold it if you're a werewolf or you have the virus or disease mm-hmm. or whatever it is in this film. He calls it kissing the candlestick at one point, which sounds like a very different <laughs> film. Well, it's not like one of them was deep throat in it, is it? No, no, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that would have been that would have been <laughs> a moment, wouldn't it? Would have something to... Something to talk about at the dinner table. Absolutely. I don't get this bit, though, because... So we find out later that, that, that this candlestick thing only works if there's pollen from wolfsbane in the air. Yes. Which he knows isn't there. So right. why is he going through the charade of giving them all this candlestick if he because, knows it's not going to work? Because the person who's the werewolf might not know that and refuse to take the candlestick. Oh, I see. Okay. All right, but none of them do, do they? They all take it. No, Although take we are led to believe, I think we're really. I think the movie is is trying at this point to veer us towards Charles Gray, isn't it? That he's yes. the, the werewolf. Yeah. His his delivery of all these lines is just fantastic. He's like so. It, it it's kind of the the way that you talk to me when we when we're off air, Colin. Oh, polite, you know, genial, considerate, uh, supporting, no, uplifting. Can't, can't be bothered. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, oh, I'm I'm deeply hurt. Are you wounded? I do apologise. Oh no, it's heartburn. It's okay. Ah, that's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. But talking of Walsbane, we learned that Tom has a greenhouse, and he's yes. keeping Walsbane and growing him in there. But he hears a sound, and he he takes getting an axe thrown at him, and then almost being impaled in the barn rather calmly. Don't you think? Oh, imagine being impaled right in the barn. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's a everyday occurrence for him. That would make sense, but but he takes he all, all these attempts on his life. He seems to just brush it off. But mm. then in the next scene, he's playing he's playing it. Lockhart's playing it with an air of psychosis about him. He's always yeah, a bulging, it, and he's gone a little bit crazy. It's confusing, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah, so he's chasing somebody and then they throw a pitchfork at him that like pins him down over his neck. Yeah, and he take he just brushes that one off as well. He's a tough guy. Alright. Okay. But he doesn't catch the person. He doesn't catch the person. No. Oh, werewolf that throws pitchforks. Yeah, it's not I don't think it's the German shepherd throwing a pitchfork. <laughs> it's a good it's a bloody good throw if it is. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So he goes back to the control center and finds mm-hmm. that two are missing, right? Davina yep. and Jan. Mm-hmm. And, and then we get a scene. Um, is it like a, it's like a, not a greenhouse, but they're outside somewhere, aren't they? In like a enclosed area. All, all, all the guests are sat in chairs drinking. Yeah. And. Um, oh, conservatory. Conservatory. That's the one. Yeah. And the, there's a great moment when Charles Gray's character notices how, how um, hurry Foot's hands are. Right, yeah. And, and he says to him, well, you know what they say? And uh, Charles Gray replies, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> I thought that was a really good moment. It was one, it was one, of, the, one of the few good lines in this film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I think the delivery yeah. helped as well. It does, yeah. So all these people, I guess now, they think that Tom is just completely crazy, right? Except for, obviously, the person who is a werewolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. Peter Cushion. Yeah, I guess so. Because he believes in him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then our uh, <coughs> Tom decides to throw on a PVC black jacket with nothing underneath. <laughs> That's got a chafe, isn't it? I think it looked great. I think I'll get myself one of those. What, you should wear a shirt underneath. That's going to get really sweaty. 
Maybe maybe I like feeling sweaty, Tom, in leather. Cool. Actually, it's not leather, is it? It's like you say, it's PVC. So it looks, yeah. That's that's gonna creak, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not suitable for hunting in. Not really. But none of his clothes are really when you nope. think about it. No. And doesn't he then watch foot when he goes to his room on um on the closed circuit cameras? And, yeah. and Pavel points out about them not putting cameras in the bathrooms. Right. It's fair enough, isn't it? You th- why would he care? He, he, if he's, he, he obviously doesn't care, does he? So he'd stick them in anywhere, everywhere, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, it's an odd moment of decency. I suppose. There's a really strange line as well when Pavel points out how many, how many men have hurry bodies. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, isn't he just pointing it out that it doesn't mean he's a werewolf just because he's really hurry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was just a... Just a strange line to to say that many well, men have seen got a few hairy men in his time. That, that, that was what I was wondering about. Yeah, hmm. I think it's funny that um, Tom then goes to sleep and makes Pavel stay up all night. Well, he's paying him, I suppose, but it seems a bit harsh. Well, I don't know. He's been paid to do a job, but he's obviously been up all day setting up. So when's he supposed to have a nap? It's not going to matter in a minute, though, is it? So. <laughs> no. That's true. Can you imagine There's how a... he, he, he goes to sleep sitting upright in a chair wearing that PVC jacket? Yeah. Why did he even put that on to go take a nap? Is that, is that his napping clothes? <laughs> it's like his smoking jacket, but it's PVC. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to slip into something less comfortable. So then we get um, Tom stalking the werewolf, don't yeah. we? Yeah, we do. Uh, and... It leaps over him, and for a world-class hunter, he's a properly shit shot, isn't he? Oh, check it out later when he's using a machine gun and still missing. <laughs> yeah, the you guy... think he's all bravado? Do you think this is all—he's he's a legend in his own mind? Maybe. Yeah, all, all those like animal trophies he bought them. He bought them yeah. <laughs> off the 1970s eBay equivalent, which would have been what the car boot. Yeah, he just went down. Yeah. Have you got any animal heads? I got tons, yeah. mate. <laughs> Did he got? say it exactly like that as well? Yeah, we got tons, yeah. mate. Got rhino. Yeah, because he talks differently when he's not, you know, playing the hunter. He's <laughs> like, "Hey, you got any? Uh, you got any uh, uh, the meds with, with animals?" They're like, "Yes." He's very northern. He said very northern. Yeah. He d- well, hell. One of the best scenes in the movie, though, for me, is when the wolf goes back to the house. And Pavel, so he's waiting, isn't he, um, mm-hmm. for it to appear. And he, and he loads a gun. And yeah. at this point, he still thinks it's ridiculous, doesn't he? Yeah. He plays it like it's yeah. ridiculous. And we get the shot overhead in the skylight of the wolf looking down at him. And then it crashes down on him. It's just a shame that you can clearly see it's just a dog. That's all it is, isn't it? It's just yeah, a dog. It's just a dog. So, but, but it is it is one of the few scenes in the movie that's got real tension to it. And it's shot quite well, this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you that, do you think that do you think that's because they had to be creative in the way they shot it? Because it's just a dog. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It is the best yeah. action scene in the film. Mm. Yeah. I have a question though. Okay. How does the werewolf know about Pavel and where he is? Yeah, because they only arrive. All these guests are only just arrived, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yep. None of them know about Pavel. Tom doesn't tell yeah. them. Yeah. And, and only one yeah. guest later on recognizes there's cameras around, but that doesn't instantly mean there's a control center. Yeah. Yeah, you've got me there. All right. Yeah, makes no sense. Nope. And you were talking about how. Um, Pavel doesn't believe in mm-hmm. the werewolves. And he, he says that. He's like, I don't believe in werewolves. And I was thinking, you don't, but you believe in large pissed off objects running towards you. So get ready, mate. Well, that's why he loads that gun, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. It's just, it's just the thought that it's odd time to be going, well, I don't believe in them when something's running towards you. Yeah. Maybe he just thinks it, maybe he thinks it might be one of the guests, but not necessarily as a werewolf. Yeah. You know, maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's 
Paul Foot coming for another uh, nosh. Ah, but it's not because, well, he pretends he's got sleeping pills, right? That's right, Cause yeah. Because they, they run up to his room mm-hmm. thinking he, he's the werewolf. So then the next day, uh, <laughs> they're, they're all um, playing croquet. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to say that playing croquet when you're effectively being imprisoned by a madman with a hard on for werewolves is a very English thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. like a game of croquet, do you, Paul? Uh, I don't think I've ever played. No, I tell a lie. I've played it once. Oh, all right. Do you, do, you, do you like to bash a few balls, Colin? I do. I do. I like to hit them with a mallet. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Getting through those hoops. So you spend your Sunday evenings, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. With yeah. the vicar. With the vicar. <laughs> <laughs> C of E? No, S and M. <laughs> and you always come up with something. That's why I do it. <laughs> So during the the second night dinner scene, um, Tom's even more unhinged now, isn't he? He's like he's like bug-eyed at one point the way he's talking to yeah. everybody. So I want to ask you, top three werewolf movies? Go. Uh, he's putting him on the spot. <laughs> I don't. I don't really watch him. Uh, I can't even think of any with werewolves in. Oh wait, no, Dog Soldiers. That would be in my top three as well. Yeah. Name me some werewolf. I don't think I've got two others. I would go American Werewolf in London. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Yes, I have that on 4K. Love that film. Okay, so Dog Soldiers, American Werewolf in London. And The Beast Must Die, werewolf. obviously. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah. We're failing that, probably The Hireling. Failing that, The what? The Hireling. The Joe Dante movie. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I just want to, I knew I, I knew that you'd struggle at that point. So I just I just thought what you'd come up with off the top of your head. That's all. Yeah, it's not something I think of. Mm. Okay. Well, Dog Soldier's not really a werewolf film, is it? No, it's a it's a it's a it's a war movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a siege movie. Ooh, and you know you know like, I love uh, a siege movie. I do like a siege movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So back to this movie. <laughs> those 1970s helicopters they don't look safe do they no they don't <laughs> they, like, they, look, they actually look like a Meccano set that's exactly what I was going to say it does look like a bunch of Meccano pushed together doesn't it yeah yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, the fight between the two dogs I mean a werewolf and a dog well, yeah, um, yeah confused me there for a second I was like there's no dogs in this film except a nice family pet <laughs> Uh, and then um, the helicopter pilot wrestles with the werewolf for a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's giving it a big hug, to be honest. But It, it, it does. It looks like they uh, glued the paws <laughs> of the dog to the man's hands and he's moving <laughs> the dog around. And um, then Tom gets to show off just how good he is with a machine gun. Yeah, by blowing up the helicopter, destroying the greenhouse, the house, every tree... Missing only one thing. The werewolf. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He could uh, he could be in Predator with those sort of skills, couldn't he? You know the scene in Predator when they just demolish half the jungle, shooting blindly? Well, he was in the sequel. There you go. There's the link. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's. I don't think he's the expert that he's making out to be in this movie, is he? No, no. It's bollocks. <laughs> the, and then the dog... So the dog gets wounded, mortally wounded, doesn't it? Yes. And the look on yeah. the dog's face when, when um, Tom's about to shoot it. <laughs> you might as well have had a voiceover. It's just a flesh wound, mate. Honestly, a good lick and I'll be up on my feet in no time. He's <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> I thought he was looking at him going, oh, thank God, I've got a gig in Southampton tomorrow. <laughs> Hamlet. He's playing the ghost. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a shame when... Um, Charles Gray dies in this movie as well. I mean, he had little to do, but I could watch and listen to that man all day. You used to say that about me? Well, you moved away from me, Colin, so I couldn't watch you anymore. Because you kept saying that? <laughs> <laughs> so then we get the third morning, uh, and they're all having tea again. And Newcliffe warns them that tonight the beast must die. And the camera pans around, and it settles on Foot's face. 
<laughs> and he almost turns into it. And I was waiting for him to give us a sly wink, like he said it. He said the title of the movie right there. He did it. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which which doesn't work when they change the title. <laughs> it doesn't, does it? <laughs> no. That's true. Maybe they cut this scene. In that version, he goes, the beast must die. And Paul Fuck just goes, what? Do you mean the black werewolf? Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. And then we come to the werewolf break. It's a weird thing. I I don't like it because there's no way you could sit there and discuss who the werewolf is. Who wants to do that in a cinema? I mean, in my mind, I would love it if people were just shouting stuff out in the cinema. It's Paul. No, it's that Davina. No, hang on. No, you're wrong. No, I'm telling you, right? <laughs> For 30 seconds, everyone's yeah. arguing. Right, just chaos. Just start fighting. Or, or someone just gets up for a pee. This is the werewolf break. Have you guessed who the werewolf is? You have 30 seconds to give your answer. But they, it, it's heralded by the narrator comes back on the sleazy narrator, doesn't he? Yeah. And yeah, he does. Yeah. And he runs through the remaining members of the cast, the ones that are still with us, and and he gives us thirty seconds. And uh, there's a huge question mark appears on the screen, and a clock counts down. Yeah, yeah the whole thirty seconds. It feels dropped into this film in kind of an odd place as well. Yeah, well, I guess it's the only place right before the ending, right? So yeah, it's almost like they—I mean, it's a per- if you haven't got connective tissue between scenes, it's a perfect thing to drop in there, isn't it? But it's—but it is basically in the middle of a kind of scene. Yeah, yeah, and then we just cut yeah. to a new. We carry on. We basically cut to the traditional drawing room scene where we're talking about who the killer is. Yeah, I, I don't think it offers anything. It's not like Clue, where they had a different ending, mm, mm-hmm. depending when you saw the film. Yeah, yeah, that would have been interesting if that was the case. Yeah, that, that that's working with, with it in a good way. Yeah. This, not so no, much. No, But the clock ends, and the narrator asks if we've made up our minds. Let's see if you're right, he says. And then the movie carries on. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why... Um, well, the director felt it, it, it completely shuts the movie down because it does. Yeah, I, yeah, it does. I agree with him. Mm-hmm. But the, the next scene, the drawing room scene, um, is the closest to a proper whodunit reveal that we get. It, it's kind of yeah. like an Agatha Christie type scene, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he, what he does is he gets them all to suck a silver bullet. Yes, he does. Do you think that John Carpenter was aware of this scene when of this movie when he later did his blood test scenes in the thing? Because that was the vibe oh, I was getting that's... from from it. Yeah, that's in in my notes. That very very point. Great minds, Colin. You see, he says we're we're, we're not similar. My psychiatrist. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be telling me that, Colin. You should be telling me it's private. Re- reassuringly tells me that. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was in this scene? I'd accidentally swallow it, wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah, and then they'd 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 squeeze your belt, do the Heimlich, and you'd fire it out, and you'd kill somebody <laughs> straight in Peter Cushing's face. Yeah. And uh, could you tell me where the weapon is, sir? Well, it's him. Oh, uh, could you bag the evidence? <laughs> Put me a big bag, big plastic a big bag. bag with yeah, evidence A written on it. <laughs> so the next thing now is we find out who the werewolf is, or one of the werewolves, because at this point we, we, we still don't know if there's two, so there's only one. No, wait, we've, all, we, we've no, never known there's two. It's always just been one. Yeah, what I'm saying, though, is there yeah. is going to be two, but we think this oh. is, is the, right, the yeah. werewolf. 
And it turns out to be Caroline. So did you guess correctly, Colin? Well, that's not what the guess is about. This isn't the werewolf. No, this is the um, accidental werewolf, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. yeah. This is to throw you off the scent, werewolf. So th- doesn't he explain that she got infected by the werewolf's blood through a cut? The, she, she got a cut in a hand earlier when they were doing the candlestick test because she right. was a bit rough with her. Yeah. And then the dog got the blood and the werewolf got blood mm-hmm. and she touched it and yeah. that's how it happened, yeah. Oddly, that's also how um, She-Hulk gets her powers in the Marvel show She-Hulk. Just, just Not seeing it, never going to. I know. So then we get um, an amazing transformation scene. We don't, we don't. Doesn't oh, it I was going to say, I, I missed that. <laughs> Basically, it, it, we get a shot of her sitting there, and then it cuts away, and when it cuts back, she's turned into Shep. Yeah, well, she's got a beard on. She's put a beard on, glued a beard <laughs> to her face. No, I don't think it's her. I'm pretty sure it's the dog, Colin. No, no, that's her. Great makeup. <laughs> I, 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 he kills her. He does, yeah. And then he has a moment of, uh, you know, grief yeah. for two yeah, seconds. Yeah. Literally two seconds. But then he realises there's a second werewolf. That's right, because Caroline... Also, it takes him a long time to figure out. He's like, oh, hold on. I was fighting a werewolf, and Caroline was behind me. Hmm. You know what? I think there might be another werewolf. Cut to Peter Cushion in the background, just going, oh, for fuck's sake. He's your cuttering. Well, he does, yeah. He does occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's very similar at times, isn't it? I'm not sure where he thinks he's no. from. but And then Tom walks outside. And the werewolf's just sat on the grass staring at him. I'd love it if before it ran off, it just did a massive shit on his lawn. Someone came on and picked it up with a bag. The werewolf's just watching him going, pick it up. Human. Yeah. He's <laughs> got his old servant. Yeah, pick it up. But he manages to somehow fight the werewolf long enough for it to get shot by Peter Cushion with a sniper rifle. Although they don't really explain that very well, do they? No, no. And it turns out he's a better shot than the hunter. <laughs> Should have just let him do everything. That's what I say about Peter Cushion all the time anyway. Yeah, so. That's true. You too got, got it on a t-shirt, didn't you? I have. Just let Peter Cushion do it. <laughs> I don't know if I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So you, so it's, a, it's an early night and your wife says, Paul, are you... Are you doing anything? Yeah, just let Peter Cushion do it. And a dialect crashes through the wall. In seven, eight. What, with the plunger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally, we get uh, we get something resembling a transformation scene, don't we? Sort of. Because the German shepherd changes back into Michael Gambon. He's the werewolf. Oh... Jan did it. And this was your guess, was it? Yes, but not through any detective skills in any way whatsoever. <laughs> I just went, uh, he did it. Because it's right what you said. There are no clues at all. No. 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 And the transformation scene, it's kind of like, um, it's like an old school series of dissolves, oh, isn't it? A little bit like the oh, Wolfman kind of thing. Yeah, but let me interrupt you because the million people are going to be yelling at us to start writing in and going, well, they do mention that Jan had a disease that made him stop from doing his teaching. We know, but that doesn't mean he's a werewolf. That's not a clue. <laughs> that is true. That is very true, yes. Pretty sure it's the 70s. Everybody in that room has had some kind of disease or virus. <laughs> So, not a clue. <laughs> they're, all, they're all riddled, is what you're saying, with something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Quote, unquote, yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, se- the 70s pox. Is that what you're calling it? <laughs> Just makes you disco. Freaking out when you see glitter. Freak out. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a glitter joke then. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, oh, no. no. <laughs> I'm, not touching, I'm not touching glitter. <laughs> That's always a wise a, move, Colin. N- yeah. Not again. Yeah. You can't get it off. <laughs> Oh, dear me. It's true. You can. <laughs> yes. Days later. Yes, yes, yes. Leave that one there. Back away. <laughs> Back 
Oh, Back away from the glitter. But Tom has been bitten. Oh, by the love bug. Love bug. Seventies. <laughs> I've just stuck on the seventies now. But by the German Shepherd, Colin. All right. Oh, that, that, that's less less fun. Well, for him, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Um, he's infected. Mm. And I thought it was a nice moment when um, doesn't Peter Cushing give him a silver bullet, and then he just takes the rifle back into the house. Yeah. There's no, there's no dialogue. They, they doesn't need to be said, does it? No, you're right. Yeah. And so he goes back in the house, and then the last shot of the movie is him blowing his head off, <laughs> off screen, obviously, because it's an Amicus movie, and they, you, you never had a lot of gore in an Amicus movie. No. And that's no. it. Wow. So, Paul, what did you think of The Beast Must Die? The idea of a whodunit werewolf story, that could make a great movie, don't you think? (laughs) I can see where you're going now. You've already given it away. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, this isn't it. (laughs) Don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I kind of like it. Never. I kind of like it. The cast are all good. The music's great. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has got that British 1970s vibe to it that I'm a bit of a sucker for, to be honest with you. I like all that kind of thing. Yeah, you are. But God, it's slow, isn't it? I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot happens, really, in this movie, does it? No, no. Um, he calls some people over. Yeah. A couple of them get killed. He runs around a bit missing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, there's no um, urgency to anything at all. No, no. Like we said, even that car chase is pretty slow. It looks slow. Yeah, it's, it's, if it wasn't it for the jazz slow. music, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't know what you're supposed yeah. to be feeling, would you? Really? No. The, remorse. The, remorse. <laughs> that was the director. The um, <laughs> the werewolf's bad. I mean, it's one of the worst screen depictions of a werewolf I think I've ever seen. I mean, it's clearly just a, a very unthreatening looking dog, isn't it? <laughs> In most of the shots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a dog snarling. No, no. You know they've not even put. You know they they put that bit sometimes into dogs, to, to, so that they push the lips back. Yeah, you don't even do that. I don't think. Sometimes no, it's no, licking its no. own balls. I think. <laughs> Shots. If the film had a budget to give us a half decent monster, then I think that would have distracted a little bit from the plodding script, at least. Yeah. But but yeah. it doesn't. It felt like an extended episode of something like. Tales of the Unexpected or one of those Hammer TV shows. You could have done this movie yeah. in an hour, tops. Yes, yeah. you could, definitely, yeah. I do love Amicus, almost, almost, as much as I love Hammer. Almost. Almost. Ooh. Especially the anthology horrors, of which we've done one, I think. Yes. And the anthology horrors are the ones that, that Amicus are remembered for. But this just doesn't stand out from the crowd at all. And that werewolf breaks, kind of silly and pointless. But I mean, it's it's a it's a silly fun bit. But it's, it's a, gimmick. a gimmick. Yeah. Is it a hit? No, not really. No. But I do have a bit of a soft spot for it. Um, do you? It's yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that hurt, Burn? You mentioned it could it well be. It could well be. You got it now. Yeah, it, it it's not a hit, but I can't. Lie. No, all right. No. What about you then? I think I know where you're going with this. Um, it's not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it straight away. It's not a hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. But boom, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we could have done that an hour ago. I know. I know. Um, I don't hate it. Okay. I I like the idea of it, and I I, I appreciate the opening sequence. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. set me up nicely. That did. The gimmick's rubbish. I like all the actors, although I could think of better actor than, well, not better than him, but just different, mm. like Richard Roundtree or someone like that. Someone, and they made the character a bit more like an actual hunter that he was good at what he was supposed to be yeah. good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think some of the other actors don't get a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Really, Michael Gambon does would've... hardly anything, does he? Really, and he's the right. werewolf. <laughs> at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably why they didn't give him much to do to yeah. forget about him mm-hmm. 
I think his herpes does more than he does. He's got what? His herpes. Oh. No, no, no. You get medication for that, can't you? I think. Don't know <laughs> top, much about it. Topographical cream, Colin. That's yeah. what you need. Yeah. Is that one you find on a map? That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, but you know what? I did. I kind of enjoyed it. The silliness of it, the gadgetry, the fact that it is a black exploitation film yeah. in a way. It borrows the elements from that. So, not a hit, but I didn't hate it. It was fun. Oh, well, there you go. Well, so that's the uh, end of another episode of Retrospection. Thank you for listening, and thank you to our current Patreon supporters. Don't forget, you can reach out to us on Facebook and on Twitter, at Retrospecky, and check out the Retrospection Spotify playlist. Uh, and also, you know, reach out, let us know if you like this new format, or whether you prefer the... All one. We won't listen, but, you know, yeah. it's worth a try. Yeah, we never go back. We never look back. No. <laughs> no. But for now, goodbye. Bye. Bye.